Kudu here. Listen to Safari. Bits and bites from the bush. Wilderness wise with eco training. Uh, my name is Russell, Russell Crossy, and I work for eco training in Mashatu Game Reserve. Uh, and another animal that we are very fortunate to encounter quite frequently in Mashatu uh, are both the brown hyena and, and the spotted hyenas. Unfortunately, the brown hyenas not as frequently as the spotted hyenas. They're a lot shyer and not as common as the uh, spotted hyenas. As you know, with the spotted hyenas, they can live in, in clans of up to 80 animals. And the clans are dominated by females, which is very interesting. In most animals, uh, males are the dominant sex. In hyenas, the, the females are, the, it's a matriarchal society. So you can immediately notice in a, in a group of hyenas, the females will always be a lot bigger uh, than the males. And the females, all the females in the clan will totally dominate uh, any male. Even the most junior female will dominate the, uh, the largest male in, in a clan. Even the female um, cubs will dominate uh, even the oldest males. So the males really have very little say in, in hyena society. But they're a fascinating creature and uh, probably one of the most successful of the carnivores. For a number of reasons, um, one of the reasons is the milk in, the, in hyenas is incredibly powerful. It's one of the most powerful known proteins uh, in, in the animal kingdom, which means that the cubs in the, in the very vulnerable stages of their life can remain within the safety of their dens. The hyenas' cubs do not need to go out with the parents to, to look for food or to get involved in scavenging, foraging or hunting. They simply remain at the dens, which is the safest place for them to be, and the, the hyena mums, the hyenas go out and uh, scavenge and hunt, uh, and then come back and feed the cubs uh, milk. Very, very powerful, protein-rich milk, uh, which means that the cubs can stay within the den uh, for almost up to 14 months, over a year before they're actually weaned uh, and start to run with, with the clans, uh, which gives them suitable time to be strong enough and fit enough to, to survive the rigors of, of life out in the wilderness. Another reason for their success is the fact that they have these incredibly powerful jaws. So with the uh, ability to, to smash open bone, even the thigh bone of a giraffe would be fair, fair game for, for a hyena's jaws. So this gives them a whole different niche that they can access in terms of the, the marrow from the bones. Long after the other um, scavengers and predators have finished feeding, uh, the hyenas can still utilize uh, the bones, which they crush open with these very powerful jaws and, and are able to access marrow and also, to a certain extent, uh, digest the actual bone. Uh, so you'll see when you, when you see hyena scat, uh, it's very white in color, uh, which is due to this very powerful digestive system and the ability to, to break down, uh, to actually digest uh, bone. On the other hand, they can't digest keratin, hooves or hair. So while they can digest bone, they'll tend to regurgitate the uh, hoof material and the fur. What, what I found very interesting is because of the high um, calcium content in, in the dung, uh, some of the tribal people, uh, particularly the Zulu people, when their children are suffering from diarrhea, they will actually powder the hyena dung uh, and mix it with milk or with water and uh, have the kids drink this. Uh, and it's almost like if you think of stuff we had to drink as kids, uh, like milk of magnesia, it's very chalky. Uh, and has a lot of calcium in, so this would bind the stomach, and that was used as treatment um, for diarrhea in children. Um, so hyenas are, are fascinating creatures. The fact that they're very capable hunters, they're very capable of hunting fairly large animals, up to the size of young elephants, uh, and they will hunt as a pack, very similar to, to wild dogs, where they'll run the prey down. They have an immense amount of stamina, um, lope along next to the animals for extremely long distances, 
and literally run the, the animals into the ground and eventually the, the exhausted animals fall down. And the hyenas will also take bites out of the animal as it's running and in that way um, induce bleeding and the animals will ultimately die of shock. Uh, so they're very, very efficient hunters. Um, in the areas where, um, where there are a lot of lions, they will scavenge, they will scavenge more than hunt because they will then uh, rely on picking up the leftovers from lions. Uh, in areas where they dominate uh, and the lions are fewer, they will hunt more. And it's not unusual for hyenas to actually dominate lions. Um, if there's no males with the lions, uh, lion prides, or if the hyenas outnumber lions, like four to, four to one, uh, the lions will always back down because uh, hyenas have incredibly powerful jaws and are able to inflict savage bites. So there are many, many cases of lions successfully making a kill and then simply being driven off the kill and having the kills robbed from them by big clans of hyenas. So hyenas have a number of, of vocalizations, they have a number of calls that they make. There's the very common whoop sound that we know so well, the sort of whoop, that wonderful uh, sound we hear at night, which is generally a contact call where the hyenas are uh, informing each other of their whereabouts as the clan dispersed to the hunting and, and scavenging. And then they have a giggling sound, which is often heard when they're feeding. They have a growling sound, they have grunting sounds, they have different sounds. Uh, when they're submissive, they'll make a certain sound to prevent being attacked by a senior hyena. So very interesting um, vocalizations in the hyena clans as well. We refer to a group of hyenas as a clan of hyenas. And that in the Mashati area, we'll often find the clans denning in the uh, sandstone overhangs, cliffs and caves. Uh, this wonderful geology we have here is honeycombed with caves. So in all the rocky areas and the sort of hilly areas, we'll find lots in, uh, of sign of hyenas, particularly in the form of uh, middens. Hyenas will mark areas very close to their dens with, with middens, which means they will all come to a certain specific area and defecate there, much like impala do, to leave uh, this, their scent and uh, signs of their presence around uh, close to their dens to discourage other hyena clans from moving in, into their area. Um, unfortunately, we don't see the brown hyenas in this area to the extent that we see the, the spotted hyenas. Uh, they're a lot shyer. They live in much smaller clans, whereas uh, spotted hyenas can live in these massive clans of dozens of animals, whereas your brown hyenas would be in possibly about 10 animals uh, living in, one, in, in a particular den. Brown hyenas also will tend to forage individually rather than in groups. So though they'll live together in a group, when they go foraging, and tend to do that singly. And even when they do find a carcass they have a very polite way of feeding even if 10 of them are gathered at a carcass only one uh, will feed at a time unlike spotted hyenas spotted hyenas will feed only at the carcass uh, and then go back and feed their cubs on milk brown hyenas will carry meat back to the dens to uh, feed the cubs the cubs in brown hyenas are weaned a lot earlier than than spotted hyenas the adults will take meat back to the actual dens something interesting i've seen in spotted hyenas up in the Okavango uh, is how they take advantage of, of a kill even when they've eaten their fill and if there's still plenty of meat left rather than leave it for other hyenas or for the vultures they'll start to cachet that meat so you'll see them actually biting off big chunks or a leg at a time and even though they can no longer fit any in their stomach they'll carry that meat off and go and hide it somewhere particularly in the Okavango they'll bury it or submerge it in water uh, and then by submerging it in water uh, it uh, keeps it fresher, and it also uh, keeps it invisible from the vultures. Though I suspect they would probably lose quite a bit of that those caches to crocodiles. But it's a very clever way of storing meat that they could come back 
for later. So there's obviously a, a great deal of intelligence in these animals to have that sense of, of investment. And, and one of the most interesting animals, certainly, that we, we share the planet with. A lot of superstition around an animal like the hyena. A lot of the tribal people have all sorts of fears of hyenas. They believe that witches ride on the backs of hyenas at night. And uh, they, they believe that people in their clans that are bewitched will disappear at night on the backs of hyenas. So wonderful, wonderful beliefs and folklore around the hyenas. Um, in, in Namibia, we, you get the uh, brown hyenas, particularly along the coast of Namibia, where they'll wander for miles and miles along the coastline, scavenging whale carcasses, um, and it's particularly around the seal colonies. They'll scavenge around the seal colonies, and they've even be <coughs> been known to swim fair distances out into the ocean uh, off the coast of Namibia to retrieve um, offal or, or scraps that, they've, that are out beyond the surf line. So very, very interesting um, and adaptable animals. The brown hyenas are also found pretty close to cities. Uh, they tend to scavenge around um, towns around the Namib in Namibia. So places like Kietmanswip and Luderitz have regular visits at night from brown hyenas. And even around Johannesburg, they occur quite frequently in the Michalisberg, which is a mountain range uh, within sight of the, of the skyline of Johannesburg. So again, a very interesting and highly adaptable creature. Hyenas can be extremely dangerous to human beings and there, there have been frequent attacks by um, hyenas on humans. The, the, the thing is mostly where there have been issues with hyenas and humans is where people have been sleeping uh, out in the bush. It's very very important when, when you're sleeping in the bush to have a fire going to keep them away uh, and to have a, a, a night watch. Uh, you definitely want people to be awake uh, and keeping guard while some people sleep because they can become quite brazen at night. Uh, and there have been attacks on humans, but mostly sleeping humans. As a fit, upright person, uh, highly unlikely they would attack you. But on seeing a hyena at night, you would want to back off very slowly. You wouldn't want to challenge it. Uh, you'd want to possibly just freeze, stand still, and then kind of slowly try and back off. They, they would, it would be unlikely. They would definitely watch you uh, and see if you showed any sign of weakness. Uh, running, of course, would always be a big mistake. Uh, and, and again, if, you, if it was a person who was very sick, uh, and weak, the hyenas would pick that up very quickly and, and that would become a potentially dangerous situation. For more audio safaris, visit kuduhere.com.